the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Abraham Lincoln warned that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Would you like to know what's being taught in today's classrooms? Welcome to Say What? with attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. They'll explore the issues facing children, parents, and society as a result of the public schools and the forces behind them. Say What? is the radio program of Protect Our Kids, which seeks to inform and equip concerned citizens about the looming crisis in American education. So listen in as your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr., unpack the issues and organizations affecting our children. And now here's your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr. Hello everyone, I'm George Roska. And I'm Mark Schneider. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 61 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including how teachers unions, the federal government, State legislators, even corporations, are working in unison to turn our public schools into woke grooming centers. That's right, George. You know, though the grooming center label may sound like hyperbole, it really is becoming harder and harder to avoid that conclusion of what's happening in our public schools and the character that they are increasingly uh, taking on. In fact, um, I just read from the Center of American Progress. This is a liberal um, reporting institution that they reported back in 2018. So that's four years ago Mm -hmm. that already back then, 24 states and the District of Columbia were mandating comprehensive sexuality education in the public schools. Now, I don't know what it is today, the exact number, but it's, it's more than two dozen. It, it definitely is. I keep track of the Guttmacher Institute, which is kind of the research arm of the whole sexual revolution yeah. here in the United States. Um, and they have a table that shows in depth what every state requires uh, within their sex ed uh, laws. Uh, but I, I think it's way much more than that now. And the same thing also applies to uh, the second tier of what we call the triple threat, which is critical race theory. It teaches racism and to hate America. And unless your state has passed a law forbidding CRT, it's very likely it's already being taught in your public school. In fact, um, criticalrace.org provides a state-by-state map of CRT and doctrine. So you can look up your state on that site. But NBC News reported recently that only five states have passed laws prohibiting CRT in its public schools. So the very fact that states have to write and pass such laws tells you how widespread these curriculums have become. Definitely, Mark. And, you know, what what they try to do deviously is they don't call it critical race theory. They call it, you know, ethnic studies or culturally appropriate teaching That's right. or, or learning for justice. Uh, it, it'll always come in under some kind of other banner. Yeah. 
And then the third tier of the triple threat, of course, is social and emotional learning, or what we call replacement parenting. Um, This teaches woke ideology through group therapy sessions. And then there's another uh, leftist-oriented site. uh, It's called Positive Action, and they're reporting that 29 states have developed SEL teaching standards and counting for their public education systems. So, George, this is, it's everywhere now across the country. Yep. And so we're going to dive into examples of how what we have uh, called the triple threat, sex and gender theory, critical race theory, and social emotional learning. Uh, Parents, um, we want to use this episode here on our radio show and podcast to really dive in and show how these things uh, exhibit themselves in the public school system. Yeah, and it's not just here in California. Um, Lest you think, well, I live in the Midwest or I live in some place and we don't have that problem here. Um, Hopefully we're going to disabuse you of that false comfort. Um, In Colorado, a, a middle school hosted a Genders and Sexualities Alliance Club. Now, these are GSA clubs. They've been around for a long time. And, George, they used to be called Gay and Straight Alliance Clubs. Yep. (laughs) They've changed the nomenclature now to Genders and Sexual Alliance, Sexualities, Yep. to sort of underscore this teaching about everything is fluid, everything exists along a spectrum. But anyway, um, in in these clubs, students are taught about LGBTQ-related issues, but more importantly, in this in this particular school, they were told to keep the conversations confidential. A mother of a former student has claimed in a viral video, her name is Erin Lee, whose daughter attended Wellington Middle School, said that during an interview with conservative media that her daughter was invited to the club by an art teacher last May and that students in the club were told by an outside speaker that what you, stay, what you hear in here stays here. And George, we've got um, some video from this mom herself. So let's see if we can make this work. Say what? Her trusted art and homeroom teacher invited her to stay after school for art club. So she texted us and we gave our permission. Of course, you can stay for art club. When she arrived in the classroom that day, she very quickly learned that it was actually GSA art club or gender and sexuality awareness. And her trusted teacher had invited in an outside presenter to speak with the children. Um, This presenter started with her number one rule, what you hear in here stays in here. She then brought out flags to describe different umbrella terms or defining words, as she called them, and how people feel under each of the flags. She explained to my daughter that if she is not 100% comfortable in her female body, then she's transgender. She then gave out flags, stickers, bracelets, and what she called the obligatory toys that kids love to collect everywhere I go. Um, She then told the kids that parents aren't safe. And that it's it's okay to lie to them about where they are in order to attend this meeting and also future programming that she holds throughout the community, um, both online and in person. Some of the programming is actually uh, includes adults. So she's got 12 year olds in these meetings secretly with adults. Um, she told the kids that uh, she brought out the gender bread activity. I don't know if you've ever seen that before. but I have. 
the genderbred person activity, which explains that gender and sexuality are on a spectrum and that neither can ever be binary. Um, it explicitly asked the kids who they're sexually attracted to. Um, there was 11, 12, and 13-year-olds in the room when this happened. Um, she doubled down that parents aren't safe, that heterosexuality and monogamy are not normal. And she then proceeded to hand out her personal contact information to the kids, encouraging them to connect with her without their parents' knowledge um, by cell phone, by email, and by teen chat platforms like WhatsApp. Uh, and discord where parents can't see the communication. She also sends them invites to her secret meetings through these channels. And one day her trusted... Mark, you know what I find interesting is she made a statement there from the teacher that if you are not 100% comfortable in your body, you're transgender. Yeah. I'm not 100% comfortable in my own male body. I want to bench press a thousand pounds, you know, <laughs> it's bad enough, George doing that, but, but deliberately telling kids, don't tell your parents about this, the kind of deception setting up, um, uh, WhatsApp communiques and messaging boards mm-hmm. to have these kinds of discussions outside of, of parental control or authority to me is just, it, it's horrible. It's evil. It really is. And and it's happening everywhere. In San Francisco, um, elementary school staffers bragged about ignoring parents' requests to refer their children by their given names and pronouns late last month during a virtual panel that saw speakers refer to parents, not as parents, but caregivers. Oh, my. In fact, the virtual Quote, creating and sustaining GSAs in elementary schools, George, that this meeting held over Zoom, saw the moderator, a woman named Katie Butler, a second grade public school teacher at the Harvey Milk Civil Rights Academy in San Francisco, pose a question to her fellow panelists concerning pronoun use when it comes to their students. And an unnamed educator asked for advice on how to deal with parents peeved over teachers' pronoun use. Um, In response, a a person named Kieran Slatery, who panel organizers billed as a white, queer, transgender man, rejected the request of one pair of parents, or as he called them, caregivers, and touted the slight as a victory. And we have a video recording of another uh, person talking in that same meeting. Here it is. Similarly to what Kieran said, um, at uh, my school district, uh, LGBTQ plus students have a Bill of Rights. And the fourth one is that they have the right to be referred to by their gender pronoun and name that fits their gender identity. Um, and so and similarly, there was a situation where a parent felt that uh, the school was not doing what they wanted them to do. And we, I don't know if we were even respectful about it. We were just like, no, that's sorry. Like the, our district wide rule is that the student determines that, not you, even though you are the parent. That's absolutely ridiculous. It, it's shocking. It's, it's stunning. And it, and it doesn't stop there. So for people that live in the, in the Midwest, I just saw this on the news last night. A Wisconsin mom says her son, 13 years old, has been accused of sexual harassment and hit with a Title IX, this is Education Civil Rights Code, a complaint 
for this son's refusal to use a non-binary classmate to call them they, them pronouns. Wow. So he was just exercising his conscience. You know, you appear to be a particular gender, and I'm not going to refer to you by they, them. Well, the Wisconsin School District lodged a Title IX complaint against three middle school students for using the wrong pronouns while addressing other students. Three Keele Middle School students are being investigated for what the school has termed, quote, sexual assault in connection to the incident. Say what? That's a say what moment, George. Um, And then we've talked before about what's going on in Florida with HP 1557 that was signed in law by Governor DeSantis. That the bill simply says we do not want sex and gender theory taught from kindergarten to third grade, and they have received a storm of dissent around the country for just common sense rules. Mm-hmm. It, it's quite incredible. But perhaps even of more concern is the reaction from educators themselves. Uh, U.S. Secretary of Education Miguel Cardona has said, by signing this bill, Governor DeSantis has chosen to target some of Florida's most vulnerable students and families, all while under the guise of parent rights. Make no mistake, this is part of a disturbing and dangerous trend across the country of legislation targeting LGBTQ plus students, educators, and individuals. I love it how they always turn this thing around and use phrases like vulnerable students um you know it, it's it's just a wicked way of calling good evil and evil good and they use this language to crush people of conscience who refuse to go along with this woke ideology yep it's part of the vilification in the book after the ball that we talked about last week mm-hmm. you know we're going to bludgeon you with orthodoxy and if you're not on board then there's something wrong with you in fact the national educators association the nea called florida's bill quote deeply disturbing legislation which aims to censor educators and prevent them from from valuing, affirming, and supporting our students because of their sexual orientation or gender identity. George, we're talking about kindergartens, first graders, second graders. The American Federation of Teachers, um, AFT, their president, Randy Weingartner, said, this is propaganda, talking about Florida's bill. This is misinformation. This is the way in which wars start. <laughs> this is the way in which hatred starts. Talk about incendiary language. Wow. I mean, uh, Randy Weingart uh, pulling in probably about half a million dollars a year uh, in her, you know, I just call her a mob boss. She, she's a union mob boss. Um, and this is... This is the kind of language the left likes to use. This is the way in which wars start? Really? That's what she said. And, uh, you know, George, unfortunately, it's not just the unions and government officials. Um, We're seeing the the same kind of outcry uh, for, on behalf of these laws, enforcing uh, sex and gender ideology in the public schools by teachers. 
and it's a growing trend. Uh, Kentucky's, Kentucky's 2022 Teacher of the Year, a person named Willie Carver, drafted an open letter, and this letter was signed by more than 200 other teachers who have also been honored by their states as either current or former Teachers of the Year, condemning the restricting of sexu- sex and gender theory indoctrination. The signatories represent about 50 states and territories. In fact, an excerpt from the letter states that these teachers, quote, stand firmly against any practice or legislation that silences or opposes references to LGBTQIA plus people or their access to care, such as is occurring in Florida and Texas. And here I'm going to go on my rant to teachers. Uh, teachers, um, you've remained silent for far too long. You have been on the front lines of this war for decades. Um, we've learned about some very brave teachers who have come out, gone on record, even went to the Supreme Court with their lawsuits, such as uh, Rebecca Friedrichs. Teachers, we need you to be brave right now. We need you to come out and stand up against your union. How do you do that? First of all, leave your union. You're paying probably somewhere close to $800 to $1,000 per year in union dues. Uh, That is then being used to uh, fund all of this nonsense uh, that the teachers union is pushing. Uh, The teachers union is the most powerful union in America between the NEA and the AFT. I believe they have over 5 million members combined at an average of 800 to thousand dollars per year in union dues. We're talking about billions of dollars annually. That's being poured into uh, the salaries of people who are just working a hundred percent of their time to undermine parental rights and the future of this nation. So I'm going to get off my soapbox, Mark, but teachers, we need you to stand up because as parents, we're doing everything we can here. Yeah, you know, George, how we got here is a subject of another broadcast, but the fact that we're here um, is what we're now forced to confront. And while there are always exceptions, it's becoming increasingly difficult to accept that the majority of teachers in the public schools do not support this woke ideology that's taken over the schools. And if they've not accepted it, where are they? Why aren't you seeing them organize en masse to confront this evil? I suspect that people who had vigorously opposed this have maybe already left the public school system and that they're teaching in private schools. But for those that haven't, George, their silence is acquiescence. Yes. We've reached a critical juncture in this country where people in these teaching professions need to start asserting their constitutional rights. They need to start speaking out. There are plenty of public interest law firms that will take their case free of charge um, and represent them in court. But if they continue to remain silent, there's no stopping this ideological woke freight train that is taking over our public schools. Mark, we've covered last time around um, what's going on in California with all of the proclamations and LGBTQ celebrations almost every month of the year. Um, But parents 
who uh, might not really understand what's going on in the STEM world because the STEM side has always been like, oh, this is, you know, we, we want to get our, our students and our, our kids into science, technology, engineering, and math, and yet STEM is going woke too. It really is. Uh, in fact, more than 700 educators, uh, engineers, and scientists, including winners of the Turing Award in computing and Nobel, Nobel laureates, uh, have recently signed an open letter, George, about the future, the ominous future of K-12 through math education. They're alarmed by the dangerous trend of woke reform in public schools. Their letter specifically warns this trend will negatively affect students and the U.S. economy in the long run. The, the letter signatories are especially concerned about the newly revised California math Framework, a document that aims to radically reform K through 12 mathematics education, George, in the name of equity. There's that talisman again. Yep. And we'll, we'll give you some experts right out of the California mathematics framework. Um, if you don't believe that math is being affected by woke ideology, here's one. We situate social justice mathematics at the pre-kindergarten level as developing powerful mathematical identities. Unbelievable. Here's another one. Mathematics educators committed to social justice also work to both raise awareness of the ways textbook examples may exclude and stereotype certain students learning to use mathematics to highlight inequities. It talks about developing students' sociopolitical consciousness. And there's this evident this um, emphasis in the framework on data science over more rigorous math skills like algebra, especially in K through nine grades. Data science is defined as the process of uncovering the stories hidden within data, which George is ripe for manipulation, and, right? And propaganda. Yep. Yeah. Data science for equity and and inclusion, that's also in the mathematics framework. In fact, George, there's an entire chapter, chapter nine, called Structuring School Experiences for Equity and Engagement. The Wall Street Journal recently reported when they found out about this, the mathematics framework recommends eight times the teachers use a troubling document a pathway to equitable math instruction, dismantling racism in mathematics instruction. This manual claims that teachers addressing students' mistakes forthrightly is a form of white supremacy. The concept of mathematics being purely objective is unequivocally false, the manual explains, upholding the idea that there are always right and wrong answers perpetuates objectivity. Apparently, the Wall Street Journal writes, that is also racist. George, all of this put together sure sounds like grooming to me. It definitely is. Parents, you, you have to see, you have to look at this. I, I, I don't care what way you voted in the past, Democrat or Republican, what you are up against today, that's what's important right now. And this grooming towards this infinite nonsense 
is what we need to stand up against. So uh, parents, we encourage you to visit our website at protectourkidsnow.org. You can find a ton of information under our brochures tab. Please share those with other parents. Uh, You can go on to our videos tab that takes you to our YouTube channel where we have short videos that will educate you on these topics. Um, We have a ton of other details there. Uh, One of them is actually a link to our podcast. So if you're listening on the radio, uh, this radio show gets transformed into a podcast and get, that gets then placed on our website, on iTunes, on Spotify, and many other uh, places. So we encourage you uh, to visit us, um, find out more about us, share this information with other parents. Until next time, thanks for listening. You've been listening to Say What, the radio ministry of Protect Our Kids, where they seek to inform and equip concerned citizens about the crisis in American public education and the forces working against our children. Join us at this same time every Saturday as attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. unpack the issues so that we can better safeguard our nation's children. For more information about this program or Protect Our Kids, email the show at info at protectourkidsnow.org. That's info at protectourkidsnow.org. And join Mark and George right here next week at this same time for another episode of Say What? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.